What's up, bitches? What's up? It is the Super Bowl tomorrow. It is. It is. Oh, welcome back to the Poach Factor. I am Ron. I am Drew. We are chilling because it is Saturday. And on Saturday, we have radio show. The Saturday night's all right for fighting. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. It has been some <laughs> crazy weeks. Ron, what was it you described as uh, uh, two dudes mansplaining to each other? Like, oh yes, all day. And I was like, like, yeah. In- immediately, I was like, yeah, that 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 means it's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no lies detected. That N- means it's true. Zero lies detected. Oh, that was good. I was like, that was the radio show. I, oh, that should be our tagline for the show. The porch factor. Explaining the world to each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I shall make that change. <laughs> uh, oh, it has been some days. Had a uh, unfortunate funeral yesterday. Mm. That was all day. And then today was my nephew's birthday, which required travel. So that was all day today. Tomorrow is a write-off. Tomorrow is the Super Bowl. You got a party? No. I've got ah. a television. <laughs> That's- oh, yeah, I was like, you've hosted stuff before in the basement. It's like, I know I've been there because the picture popped up on Facebook yes. the other day. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Memories. Like, Damn, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, it's like, oh, look, that was man. House. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. but yes, love that. There we go. Um, he could go all oh, the way. way. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders. Just Chris win, Burp baby. Is one of the reasons I became a broadcaster. It's like I grew up watching that man. That was my Sunday night ritual. Dad and I are on the couch. We're watching NFL primetime, see what happened today, so Dad can go through his fantasy football picks and go, all right, that guy, that guy, that guy. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I, and see, this is always the song that they used for the game of the week. It was like the best thing, best shit we saw today. Didn't matter who it was, this and, was the best game of the week. And honestly, I, I have never, still to this day, and you know, obviously, I do a hell of a lot less NFL related these days. Um, but I never got into fantasy. Never did. I couldn't. It was like, all right, I'm a student of the game. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to just turn you down. Um, I, I, I'm a student of the game. I love the game, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as politics and other bullshit entered the game, I was like deuces. And then they changed the name of my team that has existed for almost a hundred fucking years. And then I was all, I was double deuces. <laughs> like peace out, motherfuckers. Peace out twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna rod Roddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for those who don't know what we were talking linger about, much longer. Linger, linger longer. Years longer. Yes, th- there is so much linger longer in that that it's, it's. That was the first show I ever sat in, and I'm just like. Like, what have I stumbled into? It's like, I, I'm pretty sure what I've <laughs> And why I've... do I not want to leave? <laughs> yes. <laughs> why am I here and why is it probably going to end up with 
my arrest. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why did I, like, why did I stumble upon this, and why do I want to be part of every fucking broadcast from here on out? <laughs> you know what? I'm really, I'm really happy about though, as far as that is concerned. I'm glad that your first experience with that kind of thing was us and not love, uh, not uh, uh, what was Schmoopy's uh, love something. It was like Love Line. Oh, Hate Line. Yeah, Hate Line. I'll do that. No, no, no. That was the thing. That was when I met Rob. Oh, was we were all hanging line? out like Friday night or whatever. You know, it's like, okay, just chilling out at the station. Like, all right, okay, we're like done <laughs> with the station stuff. So we go, like, we're all, we all head over to the cigar shop. I'm like, okay, we're gonna go literally set up a board and a laptop on a one of the picnic tables right outside the UC and smoke cigars while we talk and you know we be we do this. Yes, and I'm just like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> I am so confused. So that, that was right around Christmas of '07. I posted. I, I shared the post from mm-hmm. the radio show, right? And I checked that little box that says, uh, you know, share the the post details or share the original post, which then populates the text that was in the post. Yeah. Um, And it never shows up. Yeah, look at mine. I just you you type. I do do everything on the frickin iPad. So it's just like, you know. Yeah, I was doing it on. <laughs> the, like, I, I have. It, it was interesting trying to, you know, find the show page, whatever. And what the hell happened to the focus on my camera? Hi, there I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's what too, the fuck? Excuse me, sir, but it's too dark in your room. <laughs> it's too fucking dark. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <sighs> oh man, uh, where the hell did my show notes go? There they are. Yeah, uh, posted for me just fine. <laughs> it did, including your caption. Mine, yeah. it just popped up as my caption was... is especially appropriate this week because we lost we lost Melinda Dillon this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that that was one of her best lines from a Christmas story. And to be honest, if I'd known how to edit audio back in the day, I was going to originally put that in the intro sequence for the Spirit of Radio way back when. Yeah. I was like, all right, a whole bunch of shit that I was like, oh, yeah, great idea if I, you know, stuck, if I figured out, oh, yeah, here's how you join the radio station before the start of my senior year. (laughs) (laughs) I only was involved with it for one damn year, and I was like, should have done this earlier because my grades went through the roof as soon as I started focusing on shit. That would have been, yeah. No, I mean, my. I got four A's and a B that first, that fall semester when I first joined the radio station. See, and If I'd done that shit freshman year, I would have made the damn dean's list. See, mine went the opposite direction. (laughs) I joined the radio station and my grades went (laughs) peace out (laughs) Rod Roddy (laughs) and the B was an 89.4 which pissed me off oh fuck that bastard really just hand me a point six come on on something just regrade one assignment and we're good one question right on one of the exams we did during the year and it would have been an A correct not fair (laughs) but no I, I joined the radio station and my grades went up yeah, same you, time I joined the firearms club, and it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> I'm into I should, things. Well, yeah, firearms club didn't exist freshman year. There was a relatively new thing at the time. True. But the radio station obviously had been around since you were involved with it right from the get go. Yep, and we started at the same time. Got that. Uh, also did the uh, the paintball team. Okay, and I think you and I, I were transcendentally like 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 on parallel tracks right because i'm pretty sure a bunch of the guys in the paintball team were like 
one of them was one of my sweet mates, and I'm pretty sure one or two, a few of their friends were hanging out there all the time. Because I remember dudes tuning up their guns in the freaking back room at McKay. They literally, no, they literally would like, like take a pillow and use it as a silencer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Guilty. I did it with smart parts ion, but I was also in Chanute at the time, so I really wasn't bothering anybody. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you, were, you were in the off-campus housing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Got, Publix. got on into that, um, and I did too many extracurriculars, as it were, and didn't do enough curriculars. <laughs> um, so my my college experience was more social than it was beneficial. Essentially, I was one of those kids that I went there to do X and I came out with Y, Z, A, A, B, B, C, C, D, D, E, E, you know, four F's and a silent Q. Correct. (laughs) Again, linger longer. longer. By the way, I stole stole that from Monty Python, by the way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And. You know, it was great, though. I mean, like I got to meet the folks and it wanted me like. They drove me to move back. And then, you know, y'all and then, yeah. you know, uh, 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 Orange Avenue. Yeah. Working at Disney, doing law enforcement. Dude, it opened up so much shit, that experience in Florida. And I, I think my parents, especially mom, recipes, mom, um, for, for making it happen to get me back down there. I said that I wanted to move down there and they were like, all right. Let's get you set up, you know, so you can go off and do your own thing, get your own career going, et cetera, et cetera. My aunt and uncle lived in Orlando. Um, so it wasn't like I was moving away from family, as it were. There was family there. And my family came down to Disney. Disney on a pretty, pretty much every year. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was going to be missing out, you know, on, on family. And the good time. news is they had a place to stay that didn't involve a hotel room. <laughs> now, Yes and no, because ah. when I first got there, it was a 650 square foot one bedroom apartment. So no, so guys, bring your arrow beds. Right. Somebody's got the couch. If it didn't fold out, okay, one person's got the couch. The rest of you were on arrow beds. <laughs> yeah, and I would like have to surrender my bed to my parents because yeah, yeah, they're like my parents. You know, y- y'all get the the master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like y'all get the good one because y'all helped to start this. <laughs> right. As a matter of fact, and nobody was crashing at aunt and uncles apparently. So yeah. Well, we we did yes and no, but at my aunt and uncle's house, it was kind of like a there was so much going on, okay, like all the time. Like they had uh, uh, my aunt and uncle, they had you know kiddos, grand kiddos. They had uh, uh, a friend of the family that had been living with them down there, so there was constant in and out. All the bedrooms were filled. Ah, there were no so, yeah, guest room wasn't really a thing in <laughs> Didn't that exist. scenario. No, uh, they had one. No, did they have that one yet? I don't know if they had that one yet. But when we went down um, 2010, I think, when I took the band from up here, Three State Famous, mm-hmm. I took them on the tour and we went to North Kakalaki. We, we stopped in Virginia once and then North Kakalaki and South Kakalaki. And then we made it down to Daytona to do the radio show and then we went from there to lakeland well when we first got to florida the day before the radio show we drove all the way to orlando stayed at the aunt and uncle's house like you said arrow beds 
in the middle yeah. of the floor, like in the dining or in the living room. Which Basically, is shit. folks, whatever you camp with, bring it. Right. Right. Leave the tents at home, but like whatever, like bedrolls, sleeping bags, all that shit, bring it. And we were at some like straight up dive hotels for real, like one right across from a strip club the night before. And <laughs> yes, we spent hours at that strip club. <laughs> there was many boobies. Um, and one of our, like our, our, st- our, our, our tagline for that, that tour was fund it fund it so whenever we went anywhere everybody was like fund, fund it. it fund it we go and we get to the hotel that i chose i didn't even know there was a strip club across the you street no it's now fun tit yes fun tit <laughs> we go up to the to law you know to uh, uh check in and stuff like that happened to look across the street and went oh there's a strip club right there and they're like fund it <laughs> Just, these girls are trying to make their way through med school <laughs> and then we get in there and apparently it ended up being that the guys like two or three of the guy, two of the guys knew one of the strippers there like okay they were like oh shit there's a strip club and then they were like wait a minute that strip club sounds familiar they look it We've up been here and it was one of their friends was there and she was happened to be working that night so afterwards, she comes back with us to the, the hotel rooms. I'm asked out because yeah. I had a couple of drinks, but also I was the one driving. There yeah. was two drivers, there uh, two different vehicles. I was driving one of the vehicles and the guitarist was driving the other vehicle. And it had been a long day on the road. And he and I just were. Nope, we're done. Done. <laughs> we done ski. There was things happening. That I still don't know about. I'm sure <laughs> you're, you're passed out, and all of a sudden they're you know yeah, they're <laughs> there could have been yeah. an orgy going on in the room. There, and there I was probably plowing wouldn't like, while you were passed the fuck out six feet away. <laughs> well, they were in the other room because once we said all that, uh, the other guy and I, the guitarist and I, came into our room. Yeah, this is the sleep room. room. This is the sleep room. <laughs> there was probably drugs and dick all over that room that night and i don't know i heard some <laughs> don't bring, like, i say as like, i'd say don't bring a black light in there but it was probably already that way before mm-hmm. you got there it wasn't like like ultra motel status okay it was like a kind of a middle in the nowhere like hojo's okay and for those who don't know hojo's that's howard johnson howard johnson's you don't see too like, many of them around anymore i think they're gone 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 are, are they, they gone gone, gone? I don't recall if I ever stayed at one. Howard. Oops. Howard Johnson's. Let's see if there's any left. Oh, they're owned by Wyndham. Ah. <laughs> like everybody's either owned by Marriott or Hilton. Or Wyndham. Or Wyndham. <laughs> yeah, so Howard Johnson by Wyndham still has locations, but of course they're Howard Johnson by Wyndham now. And... Oh, Alabama, Arizona, Cali. Lots of still around. Okay. Yeah, there's a bunch. But they're not ubiquitous like they used to be. Let's see if the one that we stayed at is still there. That was in South Kakalaki. Scroll, scroll, continue scrolling. There's lots of scrolling. Aiken, Beaufort, Florence, and Rock Hill. I think it was Aiken. Okay. 
think it was Aiken, South Carolina. Let's see where that Never is. Heard of it? <laughs> see where that is on the on the Mizap. Probably so. Yeah, somewhere right off of ninety five. I would assume. Oh, it wasn't that. That was off twenty. How about anyway? How about Florence? No, I, now now I'm in one of those situations where I gotta know. You're on a mission. <laughs> like, I am on a mission. It was a decade ago. Where the fuck was it? <laughs> oh God, it was more. It was thirteen years ago. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, it was Florence. Right. It was Florence. So yeah, it was fun. Good times. I miss those days. It was one of those days that you realize that you're you're <laughs> a you're a bachelor and you have no children. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different Ron back then. Because <laughs> I was just like telling work. I worked. At there was another Center. Ron, an evil Ron. Yeah, and you killed him. And I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tried to kill me a couple of months ago, and he failed. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Suck it and hurry. <laughs> Oh, I missed. Yeah, like that was that was the that was one of those days that I told work I was working at Guitar Center at the time, which was helpful. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of said, you know, hey, uh, two weeks from now or three weeks or whatever, I'm out. I'm going on tour. Now this tour was not a paid tour. No, we made enough to fund cover it. gas. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like we effectively broke even. Correct. It didn't yeah. cost us anything but time to go. Yeah. And we got to go to Daytona Beach. We got to be, I got to get them on the radio at Eagles FM. We played at the, that, uh, it's a pretty decent venue in Lakeland. Um, it was nice. Got to go to Orlando. Got to go to the downtown Disney. We didn't have time to go into like one of the parks or something or the Monday because fund it. Um, we went down with like, it was like 10 people, five in the band. Plus, me as the producer, two tagalongs, and one more tagalong that was absolutely beautiful girl, goofy, fit in perfectly with the group. She kind of shows up, and then she gravitates towards that guitarist that I was talking about earlier. Now they're married. Okay. So, first time a lot of us met her was right here. In front of the house, right outside nice. this window. Because <laughs> we're about ready to roll out. <laughs> 13 years ago, right there. So I, I, I let him know every once in his name is Chris. I'm like, Chris, remember this. You first met your wife in front of my house. Nice. And he's like, does that mean anything? And I'm like, nope. Nope. Just saying. Right so before. What does that make us? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Folks, we speak fluent movie quotes here on the Porch Factor. We really do. <laughs> it's not about you, douchebag. No idea what that's from. <laughs> um, it's from um 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 uh, Family Guy. Ah. So what isn't these days? I know, right? Um <laughs> like, all right, South Park. I haven't watched a single episode in over a decade, at least of any new ones. <laughs> like go back and like, oh yeah, it's on uh uh HBO Max, and like, oh goody, and I get that for free with my internet subscription. I was like, oh goody, oh South Park, like twenty five years worth of it. And I'm like, holy Jesus, I didn't know this show's been on the air that long. It's also on Plex, ah, but I get case. this also for free, and Plex sometimes doesn't work. 
every now and then it's like, nope, can't find your server. And I'm like, I wonder if that's when I go on VPN. I don't, it, I don't know. It, might, and it just happens to be the time when I'm deciding to watch stuff. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. Of course. Of course. So I have a, I have a, an epiphany. Mm-hmm. I had an aha or a goddamn kind of moment. <laughs> Um, a holy fuck balls moment. So in my area, the violence has gotten ridiculous. Uh-oh. Like it's constant gunshots. It's uh, we had uh, three bank robberies in one week. We Shit. have like fuck boys everywhere. Fuck boys everywhere. Welcome um, to Hood Bridge. Oh, next level lately. Um. By the way, I still never found out what the fuck that was that I heard the other like two weeks ago. Oh, like really? Saturday night, like a couple hours after we had done with the show. It's like eleven forty five, like eleven fifty, something like that. Local time here in Irving, just going to bed, and I hear what sounds like a fucking gunfight in the distance. And it wasn't that far off in the distance. I live half a mile from an outdoor gun range, so I know what gunfire half a mile away sounds like. This was louder. And it sounded like I heard like three or four shots, fairly rapid succession. Then about 20, 30 seconds later, it sounded like somebody dumped a fucking magazine. We're talking a dozen, maybe 20 shots, and it was rapid. And that would be on the fourth. See, yeah, about two weeks. Oh, it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. All right, so it would have been on the I put it in our group chat, and it's fucking gone with the wind for damn sure. (laughs) I ain't scrolling back two weeks trying to find that. But yeah, I was like just before midnight or just yeah, or just after midnight, right around midnight, something like that. I was like, I'm going to bed. And yeah, I hear that. Nope. Have not heard a single thing in the news. Nothing at all about a shooting or anything around here. And I'm like, folks, eleven forty five on Saturday night. Ain't nobody practicing at the gun range. They're fucking long closed. So and this is the nice area of town. This is where everybody goes jogging. That's how you can tell it's a really good barometer of, of rent. Is the the jog factor? You see, I mean, the number of people jogging is directly proportional to how high the rent is <laughs> and how safe it is, and, and that's the- why it's expensive because there's no nothing ever goes down. Well, apparently Irving is starting to go to the dogs. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> broke into my fucking Corvette a few months ago trying right. to steal the thing. Right. And then two Bill. weeks ago, it sounded like somebody dumped a fucking magazine at somebody else. I was a couple, like a year ago, something like that. I was at the car wash, the, the self-serve car wash, just a little way south of here, right off of 183, 10.30 in the morning, same fucking thing. It sounded like somebody just dumped a magazine at somebody, like a few blocks away. The point where I'm like, all right, I'm glad I'm close to being done with this fucking car wash so that I can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Just in case this shit spills out somewhere. Right. You're like looking around waiting for it to come around a corner somewhere. Now, granted, the car wash is generally towards the hood section of Irving. You As you go down, as you go southbound on O'Connor, you can tell when Irving goes downhill. <laughs> and that's <laughs> sad, the houses man. Go from really nice gated communities to, oh, I can walk right up to your front door now. <laughs> it's not so nice anymore. It's so and sad, man. It is weird, dude. It's like in the space of like three blocks. Yeah. It's always it's like a perfect weird. delineation. And that's the and problem. And then once you cross 183, it really falls off. Like, okay, yeah, now we're definitely in the hood. But see, and that's it used to be like that here. There used to be a line, and that line happened to be U.S. Route 1. Yeah. To where the other side of it was sketch balls. 
Okay. If you, if you need drugs, that's where you go because, and, and cover your ass. And like, I, again, I wouldn't know if it was, I never go driving through that area at night. So I don't see any trafficking going on in broad daylight, but exactly. the only time I ever go down there is to drop shit off at Salvation Army. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of <laughs> like where it is. And that, 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 that's like the area that I'm talking about that used to be just there. Now it's all spilled out all over here. And, and it didn't start becoming a problem until it got like it didn't start becoming an aerial problem until it got to an area known as Lake Ridge. And that's where most of the white people live. Mm-hmm. Once it started going into the white people neighborhoods, then it became a problem. and People were screaming at the county and it, <laughs> the county started listening rather like, bro, <laughs> yeah. tell me you're racist without telling me you're racist. Y'all were perfectly cool and it was on Route 1. It was mostly a black neighborhood. Just yeah, if it stayed in the hood, fucking you're saying. willing to just let it just just let it cook. Like Southeast like, DC. That Southeast DC was the hood for like 50 fucking years. Yeah. Okay. It's like when's it not been the hood? And then then when they gentrified that motherfucker, all yeah. of a sudden they're like, "Oh, why is this explosion of of, you know, rampant you know freaking crime and shit hitting all, all the, the people the with money there. and nice shit start moving into the area and it's stuff that's worth stealing right it's like <laughs> this area like it used to be nothing until it got developed Good. i'm in one of the oldest buildings around and it's only about 15 years old yeah you were saying uh, yeah i said this a few times on the show it's like there was when i moved here seven years ago there were literally a shit ton of empty grass lots all up and down my street and all of it's been developed now. I mean, it's like kind of shit where like one side of my building, literally the sides facing the street used to be lakefront property. As in there was nothing across the street except Lake Carroll in itself. Now there's a whole new building they built in the last three, four years. We were just driving Since I down. moved here, they broke ground and it's open and it's been open for almost a year. Well, and we just uh, drove down a, a road, uh, you know, that big bypass where, where the movie was filmed. Yeah. That is now being developed into a six-lane expressway with exits instead of traffic lights. Damn. Hmm. I mean, truth be told, when they made it in the first place back in the late 90s. That was all they needed. That was what they were talking about. They were saying, you know, this is what we need, but we're putting it out here so that it can expand. And then all the shit they start putting on the side of it, like all the massive data centers that they've done, they basically renamed it the yeah. tech tech corridor of the county, and they're expanding it. Okay. There's going to be a shit ton of data centers out there, which also, unfortunately, makes that area a security target. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is kind like, of annoying. Yeah, folks, we had, what, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube all go down at the same time that Capitol Hill has a power outage just the other day. In the middle of the Twitter hearings, right. yeah, that was a coincidence, totally. You know what's what crazy? As we're also in the East uh, Data Center, in fact, it sounds it more like it was target. like a like a DDoS kind of a situation. It yeah, was just yeah, it was a denial of service. Yeah, but it, was it happened just at the same time there was a power outage on Capitol Hill in the middle of the Twitter hearings, and I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, so right in the middle of Congress entering into the record all of the evidence that the FBI and numerous other government agencies were conspiring with Twitter to commit acts of censorship, basically evidence of actual fascism. 
Nope. All of a sudden, the fucking power goes out, and we're we're, we're in recess for a couple hours. We'll come back. I go. <coughs> yeah, folks. There, <laughs> Agent Gibbs, Rule Thirty Nine. There are no coincidences. There are no co- coincidences. There's no such thing. Nothing. It, it's it's just a reminder for everybody that's listening. You're like, oh, you know, it's a private company. It is a private company, and they yeah. can have their own rules. But when they're directed to do something by the United States government. Or any government. Or any government. Local, for that state, matter, or federal. Doesn't matter. Then it's the government censoring people. The government using colluding with a private entity to violate the First Amendment free speech rights of American citizens or whoever. Now, if Facebook Folks, on their own a- <laughs> decided to do this, yeah, then... It's Which Facebook. is what we all assumed was happening at the time, or a lot right. of people assumed was happening at the time, until Elon bought the place and aired the dirty laundry. Yep, and it was like, whoa. Yeah, and there's more coming out every week. Whoa. He's, <laughs> he's like, yeah, guys, I, I, I wow. Uh, it's like, I opened Al Capone's vault, and it wasn't empty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it's, it, it's chock full of all kinds of holy shit. Yeah, and I, I, I thank him. Every day. Yeah. Or else they're going, Elon, can you buy some of this other shit? Right. Can, <laughs> can you, you buy YouTube? Get, get <laughs> can you YouTube, buy the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> get Facebook. <laughs> like, Elon, you're moving all of this to Texas. I'm like, hey, can you buy out Jerry? Yes. Bezos is going to buy out freaking Snyder. Can you buy out Jerry? I really Please? hope Bezos really does buy all out All of a sudden, Snyder. both of our teams are suddenly going to be like, hey, there's hope. Yeah. We're not run by complete fuckwads anymore. See, I wish that that uh, uh, Elon though would buy Washington, and the reason is is because he would bring back the name Redskins. <laughs> seriously, somebody fucking seriously, messaged would us? you have a problem if they were called the Commanders and they started winning Super Bowls? Yes. Would you be willing to? You'd be okay with that? No. You would not be okay with that. No. Like, okay, we changed the name, but we're winning Super Bowls like every other year. Don't care. Don't care. It's a principal thing. I watch more college, and I definitely watch a lot of high school because of the band and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm a student of the game. Yeah. Not not the prima donna version of, you know, let's do all this stuff and make everybody feel bad about who they are and what they are. Yeah. I, I, I'm just done with the fact that it's it's like it's like how like Christmas and things like that are a Hallmark holiday. Like they've completely lost their their existence as why they exist in the first place. Basically, Charlie Brown had it's has basically become even more reality than it was in 1965. Right? It's, seriously, folks, you go back and watch that. And it was like it, it. One thing that blew me away is about 10, 15 years ago, ABC would air it, or CBS, or whoever had the rights to it, would air it, and they literally cut it short so they could add more commercials. Mm-hmm. They literally took a Christmas special talking about how bad the commercialization of Christmas has gotten. And, and commercialized they cu- it. And they cut into it to air more commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here going, folks, <laughs> like, thank you for making Chuck's point. <laughs> so take, like, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is for, like, five different groups of people. Really? It's These for days. football people. Yep. It's for the fans of both teams. It is so you football people in general, and then okay, yeah, the specific fans, and then the teams, specific yeah. fans of the team. So two groups there. Then you've got the people that 
love whatever music's going to be the, for the halftime show, so they're there for the halftime show. <laughs> the Rihanna fans. I'm like, you really think that's going to draw that much of a crowd? <laughs> I am going to do so many other things during the super during the the. Uh, uh, I'm going to go show. buy an umbrella instead of listening <laughs> to her <fucking> music. <laughs> I'll watch Battleship instead uh, of watching <laughs> What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Um, and then the last group of the people that watch it for the ads. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like and that got really disappointing the last couple of years. Right? I'm like, what was that one cryptocurrency company or whatever the fuck it was bought a full 60 second ad for like some shit that I could have made. Right. And literally just to advertise their website, which crashed. Crashed. Within three minutes. <laughs> I was like, everybody's like, all right, what the fuck is this company? What is their shit? And I can't even fucking get onto their website because mm-hmm. we spent 60, what, what is it now? It was like $3 million for a 30 second ad. Yeah, so four million, whatever the fuck it's up to now, dollars, ten million dollars. So they spent maybe. like six million dollars, right, to get enough traffic to crash their own fucking website. I'm like, all right, guys, are you just like Elon having fun? It's just like it's just money. Who cares? It's like, what is the story so here? Y'all don't realize that there is a. Uh, I gotta find. Okay, I gotta find out. Was that FTX? What fucking think, company was I'll bet that? You it was like, it was FTX. If it was FTX, that'd be the funniest thing ever. It would if be. We all saw how that story ended a year later. The, the the thing that drives me crazy is that they understand, or they have to. I I'm assuming they did, but maybe they're just fucking dumb. Of the the high percentage of the world's population that watches the Super Bowl yeah. live at the same time, folks, it's such a it's such a phenomenon that the freaking sewage and plumbing people for major cities. Yes experience massive surges in volume of water usage as everybody gets up to take a shit or take a leak in the middle of the halftime show. Right. It's like as soon as half as soon as the second quarter ends, before the halftime show actually starts, everybody goes to the bathroom. And every major city sees a massive surge in all of their waterworks and all of their sewage. It's such a phenomenon. That is how much of the fu- a massive entity and a phenomenon the super bowl is and you can watch the the load on the power grid shift on on sunday right it's it's relatively quiet except for like shopping and industry right you know businesses and stuff like that are are quieted down because it's a sunday residential goes through the roof because everybody's tv is on. residential goes nuts knocking futs nuts (laughs) It, it, it is a phenomenon that is literally worldwide yeah right so more so in the U.S. because it's a U.S.-based sport and league. Right. But it's the same kind of thing, okay, when the World Cup happens. Right. Like, all right, we're at halftime for the World Cup final. Same fucking thing. Everybody Except shits. that's on a very global scale. Yes. So if you put out a 60-second ad for whatever you got and you don't know the bandwidth capabilities or the user capabilities of your website, you're gonna need a bigger boat. You're doing it wrong, Jeff. <laughs> it's literally the it's literally Sheriff it's Sheriff Brody from Jaws. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Yes. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden your data bandwidth, all of your servers, everything get completely overwhelmed. Because oh, we didn't think there'd be that many people. Like, do you do you know why the Super Bowl ad buy was that expensive? <laughs> There's a reason they charged three million dollars for thirty seconds. 
and because they can. And just saying, there are so many website uh, 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 um, uh, um, service providers out there. GoDaddy, AWS, yeah. Wix, all these people that could one hundred percent take care of that 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 traffic hit yep. that traffic spike easy all day and they just seemed like they were hosting their website on a on a pc the size of mine yeah like on your computer or mine on and like like, a okay, that's our website network. server i'm like <laughs> guys you've got the kind of capital to buy 60 seconds of ad time during the super bowl and but not internet infrastructure in, i don't know a second computer <laughs> yeah, oh, i'm just like wow dude now <laughs> i have seen like even take microsoft for example right Microsoft or Sony, they release a game for the Xbox or, or the PS2, uh, PS, what, 19 that we're on now, PS5. Um, they release a game, and the, the, the servers for those games are owned by the manufacturer of the game, right? Traffic all goes through Microsoft because that's where it has to go, but it goes out to the servers to, like, take Blizzard, yeah. for example. Yeah. They know their customer base. They know the size of the customer base. It has only increased over the last 30 fucking years. They keep making games that everybody wants to play. It's like, and when you're like, all right, we're going to go battle.net. Holy shit, dude. Like triple the size of your house. That's probably how big their fucking data center is for battle for battle.net. Just that. I mean, just that. And I'll guarantee you, they've probably moved into other cloud providers like AWS. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah, it would not surprise me at all. AWS, Google Cloud, Azure, you know, whoever they're with or whatever, the, the, the capabilities are there. Yeah. And they still crash because they still, to this day, underestimate every single time. And if you're launching something. They did not something, pull an Epcot with this and plan way ahead of the no. size of the population. No. No. Walt no. Disney tried this and it. Again, it's, it's, it's the kind of idea is, all right, we're planning a city. We're not going to have traffic problems because we're planning for a city that's going to be this big and only this big. And only this big. <laughs> exactly. We know, okay, here's the system we're designing. It's only going to be this big. It has a population of X. This, because it can only support this. Right. And nobody else who's going to be moving here because we hire you and you can't work and can't live here unless you work here. So if you need more people, then you need to copy and paste. Yeah, and build Epcot 2. Right. And then <laughs> 3 and 4 and 95 and yeah. 75. Yeah. That's the point. There was one video I was watching this guy who made something on City Skylines, by the way. Yep. That game is like, very, is that very good. Is that a rebranded SimCity? Or did some, or did no, like it's a different SimCity, It's a different franchise, but it's different. the same idea. Yes. It's, a, it's effectively SimCity, but it's not SimCity. And and uh, 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 you know, a member of the, the, the family who unfortunately did just pass, he uh, was a um, um, uh, civil engineer. Mm -hmm. He had his civil engineering degree. And he was even talking about how the game is like pretty damn straight on. Like, all right. It's kind of like the DCS of city planning right. kind of games. Like, they, yeah, they DCS or the latest flight sim, you really need to know what you're doing and that's actually what, succeed. Fuck, it's so fucking annoying that like people get people bitch so much about Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's it's not real. It's not real. 
you're right. It's a simulator, right? And then there's the freaking level D full motion, $20 million simulators that I fiddled with for a week and a half before they ever let me touch the real airplane. Yes. Aren't real either. And it's like, right. okay, literally it's as real as it can get without it being the actual airplane. Yeah. And, and now, I think, wasn't that, didn't that been Microsoft flight sims tagline for like 30 years? Like as real as it gets. Yes. Yeah. And it was, and it yeah. still is. <laughs> By the way, every, and it's one of the reasons when you buy the latest and greatest one, you damn well better have a computer that's got the horsepower to run it. <laughs> I did validate. Like, this thing will red ring your Xbox 360, folks. <laughs> By the way, I did validate that mine is powerful enough to to run it very nicely. I turned that, is, up, that up game I have not bought fan. yet. Oh, and it's like, so I, good. I am still fiddling with DCS to the point where I'm like, I have not gotten into flight sim because I'm like, okay, no, that's too much like work. Right. <laughs> it's well, like, it's like, I, I don't want to bring work home. If I'm going to fly on my computer when I get home, I'm flying fighter planes. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. DCS is perfect for you now. But there's a so whole DCS bunch of other. Is what I want to do. I don't want to do Microsoft Flight Sim. I want to do DCS. But there's so much on on MSFS that is great. I mean, you you can't fly random piston aircraft. You know, even in DCS, there's some like I think there's a Mustang and things like that. Oh yeah, and but, there are good modules of them that cost like fifty bucks a pop. But still, but you're not like, going to yeah, go fly... buying another game. Yeah, but like in MSFS, if you want to fly, you know, a, a, a Pitts S two B or a, mm-hmm. an Extra or you know, even if you just want to go back to Cessna Day and want fly a beautiful 172, um, you can't do that on DCS, but you can do it on MSFS. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, I flew the 172 just the other day, and man, it's so fucking realistic, especially in VR. Holy fuck! I sat in the cockpit of that 172. I put my head headset on, and I'm just like, yup. This is 100. This ain't changed in 20 years. Nope. <laughs> Hell, the Cessna 172 hadn't changed all that much in the 30 years before we started off. <laughs> right. The only thing they did was I flew, upgrade I flew some one of the from systems. the 70s. <laughs> yeah, my uh, first summer back from college. Okay. Took my dad, you know, took my mom flying, took my dad and my sister flying, and everything. Okay. We flew down to San Marcos, a few hours south of Austin. And it was like a 75 vintage 172, something like that. It was definitely one from the 70s. To the point where the flap handle was literally just switch. Go up, yep. go down, neutral in the middle. I'm like, all right, um, it's not pull up to the notch and let it automatically right. stop there. No, you have to watch the thing. Yes. <laughs> I want flaps 10. <clears throat> you better remember, You better be paying attention to that little needle coming down next to it and stop it. What are you looking at, weird. by the way? You're looking very low suddenly. Like looking down at the bottom right hand corner of your screen and stuff. Oh, that's of- where the fucking uh, the damn uh, uh, thing is. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm <laughs> trying to put it where my hand is, and then I'm smushed and like this. So I'm like, I'm like in widescreen down here in the bottom right hand corner of the screen where you know what the camera sees. I was like okay, that, and then me over here on the other side. And I'm like, but like it's totally different aspect ratio. I it's like up- we just chop the edges off. I end up putting your face directly underneath the camera so I can talk to you. Same here. I do the same thing, except now, for some reason, the layout on Teams is different. I don't know if it updated or something happened, but it's like it's different than the usual interface I'm used to looking at for like the last year. Yeah, fuck year, how, Two years, however the fuck long we've been using this thing. Fucking ridiculous thing. Ah, oh, it's craziness. The, these systems, though, uh, by the way, Teams, greater than WebEx Teams, Currently, my company uses WebEx Teams, and I hate it every day. And we also use Office 365. So we started with Meet, didn't we? 
Uh, Google yes, Meet we used Google Meet originally. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! Uh, before Google Meet, it was Skype. Oh yeah, way back. But I'm thinking when we started doing this version. Yeah, Google Meet. Two two and a half years ago, whenever yep. it was. Yeah, we and started then, doing uh, the YouTube thing. Yeah, and we need to start Google simulcasting on like, Rumble if we can, because I know they're not going to fucking deep six us. They're not going to pull Rumble. the stupid bullshit like YouTube was doing. It's like, no, Rumble is actually what YouTube used to be. <laughs> I think there's a way to do multiples, or you just run multiple versions or multiple instances. I have to look at that. I was thinking, okay, well, we'll do that for the first half, and then for the clubhouse, okay, we'll keep it just as is. We got it now. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, okay, do you remember? And then remember to shut off yes. the feed yes. when we end the first half. Yes. <laughs> it's like, no freebies. Send me the, uh, a reminder in our private chat because okay. that's easier to that's easier to maintain. I'm thinking, okay, that's a great way. It's a way to get more eyeballs. Yes. Yes. And it's like, we, we got to try. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> YouTube can go fuck itself. Yeah. It's like, okay, we, it was like, we tried that. It's like, okay, we try one more time. They're going to deep six us. What? Oh, I don't know. What's the over under? They give us 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Until so, so we talk about something they don't want us talking about because they're getting paid to silence voices. And their AI finds it and immediately goes, hi, yeah. It's like cunt bags. So, what I, dude, damn. Like, that was a next level deviation. Wow, okay. <laughs> we deviated. Hey, bro, we like we heard you like deviations, so. <laughs> Talking about how the hood, right? And then we just branched the hood. Yeah, I don't even know how we got on this one. <laughs> so I use uh, I use uh, um, two different things. I use uh, uh, Ring, you know, for secure tie, and then I also use uh, Nextdoor. Now Ring has a Ring communities thing where basically people just talk and they can share their videos and and audio and stuff like that, and they also talk about things that are happening in their environment, their neighborhood, and blah blah blah. Nextdoor does the same thing. Those two apps. So even if you don't use Ring or there's no equivalent on whatever you do use, get on Nextdoor and sign up in your area. Because you, unless you don't want to see all this shit, (laughs) sign up in your area. Because it'll give you the real taste of what your area is doing. And... I already know because, you know, I have the, the scanners and stuff like that. And, I, you know, I, I keep my ear to the ground, as it were. But then you start getting more details, some of the other crazy shit that happens in your region. And I'm just like, it's 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 damning to your brain. It really is. Like, nothing makes me want to move into the middle of the woods more than what I see going on in the area and the whole region. It just makes me want to get weird, disappear in the goddamn woods, like up on the Appalachians somewhere, and tell like everybody to, tell everybody fuck off. Yeah. I just want to go buy a thousand acres out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yes. <laughs> like like an hour or two west of here. It's like, okay, some farmer who just wants to okay, old man kick the Kids don't want to pay the fucking death tax and then would have sell the place. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to farm anything. This whole thing's going to be lying fallow. The only thing I'm farming is freedom seeds, bitch. Because right. I'm going to turn the thing into a rifle range. <laughs> yes. Yes. How far can like, you yeah. shoot with that Barrett? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 
yeah. AT&T. Reach out and touch that motherfucker. Yeah. So, so yeah. Give me a thousand acres at least. So just stay away from the app because for real, bro, it is. Do I want to find out how crazy Las Colinas actually is. Correct. <laughs> so every day, like today, I ran into one where two pit bulls were loose in the neighborhood. I mean, they're pit bulls. I mean, they're doggos, you know, like doggo, you know, hi doggo. But the ones in this area are very often very violent because there's a big problem with dog fighting and stuff like that in this region. Oh, man. And unfortunately, when these guys are out, you know, it can be either they are an absolute sweetheart and will come trot up to you with the big wagging, well, not big, but wagging tail. And now if they have a tail then you know that they might be okay. If they've been docked. If they've been docked, then you may want to get animal control involved and steer clear, bring the kids inside, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, apparently this one today was going around the neighborhood and murdering cats. So the person that posted had a video of them going and killing their cat. They had an indoor-outdoor cat. Shit. This is why I also don't believe, like, if you're going to have a cat, it's an indoor cat. It's not an indoor outdoor cat. Because yeah, they're going to get enough woods around the area. I was like, yeah, right. you also got issues with wildlife out there. Exactly, so. and they're going to bring something to you that you don't want them to bring. They're going to get, you know, they're going to drag shit into your house you don't need in your house. No. Yeah, they're going to bring you a present. It's some woodland creature that they just ripped to shreds. Yeah, it's the woodland woodland critter Christmas all of a sudden. Yeah, really. <laughs> so. Like, my fatitude cat is sitting on the couch right now down here. And <laughs> Toby is out of fucks to give. <laughs> assed out. <laughs> you know, I, it's much better than having to chase him around. Oh, uh, my neighbor's one back when I was moving back down to Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, 2010. Uh, or 2008, excuse me. And yeah. uh, I'm sitting there putting stuff into the back of the cobalt. And I feel something brush against my leg. Well, an actual reaction is to kick, right? So I kicked his fucking cat. <laughs> I felt so bad. I looked at him. I was like, oh, it's a kitty. Ah! Ah, my bad, dude. It's like it's like if you're like sitting on the couch and you got your feet propped up on the coffee table and your dog decides to just like chill out right underneath your legs. Right. And then you go to stand up and I'm like, fuck, I didn't know you were there. I totally <laughs> forgot you were there. Dude. Ah! It's like the guiltiest feeling in the world. It really is. Step on your pet. Now, there are some pets Ugh. in my house that I can't do that to. Yeah. Like, if I accidentally, you know, step on Ruger, Ruger. or Chandler, yeah, then they're going to be like, harp, Uh-oh. and I'm going to be like, ooh, my bad, and it's not really going to cause them much damage. Yeah. We also have little birds. Hmm. Stepping on a little bird would be nearly yeah. instantaneous death. So, But how often do they spend time on the floor? Unless they flutter themselves the down, then, yeah. then pretty much none. We know a lot of people, especially in the bird communities that were on on social medias and stuff like that, that a lot of people have their birds just kind of like walking around the floor. Oh, wow. Like, and they shoot videos of them like waddling, you know, down because, you know, indoor birds, a lot of them are clipped so that they are non-flighted. They yeah. can't fly around the room and smash into the wall, but they will trot around with this little wiggle. You know, and it's it's adorable. 
but I'm just like looking at them and then we watch these videos sometimes and then you see the dog running run through the back of the video the back of the uh, uh, background of the shot and we're all just like bruh that animal is going to eat the little feathery one <laughs> stop it <clears throat> or ceiling fans ceiling fans being on stop it don't be dumb <laughs> well then there's that old videos i think was probably one of the earliest youtube videos was cat ceiling fan yes it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like oh yeah we've got a little catnip mouse on the string and it's on the end of the ceiling fan blade Whee! just spinning the fuck around cat standing on the back of the you know couch just looking up going and he grabs it and will not let go of the damn cat he <laughs> let go of the bird Ron, fuck it, pull it up. Cat yep. ceiling fan, fuck it. I was like, it's sorry. Explaining it does not do it justice. This is this is the sort of video YouTube was invented for. Correct. <laughs> Pretty yeah. sure the video predates YouTube. <laughs> this thing's lying. This thing says is it says it's well, fake, but it's really not fake. I think it was like part of a TV commercial or something for like a cell phone video camera or some shit. Yeah. Back when that was like beginning of that being a thing this says it was only 12 years ago and youtube's oh no it was more than that pretty sure i saw this before youtube was a thing all right cat ceiling fan where the hell is this so that i can go to browser click this click that and go like that there we go Ricky, come here Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then the cat finally lets go and gets fucking hammer thrown into the wall. It's still funny 20 years later. <laughs> yes. See, this is the kind of innocent shit that was YouTube when it started. It was just yes. funny shit. Funny videos, like random stuff. Like, oh, yeah. It's like America's Funniest Home Videos, except without Bob Saget's commentary track. Right. And then that's oh, what YouTube started as freaking Bob Saget, man. It was like, uh, you know, once everything came out and then, you know, you realized how blue he worked, you know, very often there were a lot of same thing with Tim Allen. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, Oh, he's, he's the dad from TV. Let's go see him in the standup show. And they're bringing their kids and they don't know. All of a sudden they're like 10 minutes in. They're out. The they're like, All right, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> we're gone. Later dog. <laughs> Yeah, and then he'd get all kinds of hate mail and everything. He's like, I can't believe, it. like, what kind of comedian are you? Like, this is what I did before I got cast on that TV show, right? Like, um, this is what I'm I sorry started with. ABC turned me into a family friendly comedian. I'm not right. Dustin Diamond, <laughs> Screech, Screech, right? I mean, the <laughs> amount of blue he worked, you know, was. Next level. He also got in a lot of trouble because he would say some racist ass shit. <laughs> he was in all kinds of issues. <laughs> like, Screech, bro. I mean, rest in yeah. peace, but Jesus but, Christ, whoa. dude. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. But, it, so, again, it's it's like, oh, yeah, it, because they're on TV in, a, in an accessible comedic sitcom, you think, oh, okay, it's safe to take the kids because it's safe, you know, if the kids to watch the show, and then it's got, oh, it's the same thing. Oh, he's doing stand-up comedy. It's kid-friendly. You're not Jeff Foxworthy. 
Yeah, Jeff Foxworthy no. is probably the only stand-up comic who was genuinely that safe ended up for kids. legitimately being a uh, 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 family dad type of thing. And that was weird because whenever he starts like trying to work blue but without actually swearing, yeah. you're sitting there going, "Dang, dude, you really got talent!" Or you can be blue without mm-hmm. being blue. And mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing where the joke rolls right over the kid's head. Exactly. Like, Why is everybody laughing? What the hell's so funny? Well, he does it so well in even the movies. Like, you know, yes. just a little, you know, or something like that, that, that comes Allen, out yeah. or with Tim Allen, you know, he can do it like, you know, when he shouldn't. And it, because of the rest of the context of it, it flies right over the head, but the parents are sitting behind the kids going, <laughs> well, dick. that was okay, with like the Disney movies in the early nineties. They would do that too. It's like, okay. They'd have a joke. that was really clever, but it's like, okay, it's not dirty. But it's the kind of joke where like a kid might not get it because it's a really good pun or something. And it's like we're just like okay, it's like now that you go back and watch it, you're like okay, that's freaking brilliant. Like <laughs> I never would have gotten that as an eight year old. Like Animaniacs, fingering Prince, <laughs> Rocco, Ren and Stimpy. I'm just like no wonder we turned out the way we did. Like I, with I, this I have, strange sense of humor. The first time I read that that meme with the finger prints, oh, uh, I don't think so. No. Fingerprints. Like, I don't think so. I'm just looking at it going, I remember that episode. I remember watching it as a kid. And not getting the joke. And not getting the joke, especially seeing Prince's reaction. I was just like, <laughs> wait a minute. I remember this. And now I'm <laughs> laughing my ass off. But wow. I, I realized <laughs> that it went so, you know, you realize your innocence. This was children? You realize <laughs> your innocence. And well, that's no, that's the other thing. Is okay. Bit. This is sort of the tip of the iceberg that has now infested Disney these days, right? I realize, like, oh, this was the camel's nose under the tent. <laughs> we didn't do anything about it back then because, oh, it's no big deal. It's the mouse, and it's the mouse's. Well, house. that was the Animaniacs is Warner Brothers, but still true. It's the true. It, it's it's the the Hollywood types trying to work that shit in, and I'm just like, oh yeah, this is the same shit they did when the commies were all over Hollywood back in the fifties. Mm-hmm. And they invented lies to take, make people think that, oh, yeah, Walt Disney was a Nazi. No, he wasn't. No, no he <laughs> no. really wasn't. He had some weird ideas, but no, he was definitely not definitely that. not a Nazi. You know, it's amazing to me that every time somebody calls anybody a Nazi, like they say, you know, every president pretty much, like, since probably. Oh, well, F- I know since W. <laughs> well, they couldn't fucking shut up about him being right Nazi. constantly being like, Nazi and I'm just like and then they were like oh how dare you talk about his successor with anything resembling mild criticism I go really after the last eight years of shit coming out of your fucking mouth and I always ask the question and pretty much every time it ever comes up in any Move kind it. of chat round I'm yeah. like wow Move y'all it. there must be billions upon billions upon billions of deaths that we don't know about if all of these people were Nazis, god damn, there should be no Jews anywhere. No. There should be just death, like rotting corpses all over the planet. Nope. Literally Hitler. Oh, they killed, you know, 30 million Literally people? Literally Hitler, and yet your ass isn't dead yet. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I go, um... Let, let, me, let me just think about this one for a second. If he was literally Hitler, why is your ass not in a concentration camp for saying bad things about him? Exactly. You don't fear him enough to not say this shit about him. So clearly he can't be that fucking bad. Exactly. Exactly. (sighs) So. 
Hootie and the Blowfish? I want to talk about something. And it's not about Hootie. Darius Rucker, he always hated it when people called him Hootie. <laughs> He's like, I am not Hootie. Right. Well, you're not Hootie. Hootie and the band are all the Blowfish. No, those are two dudes they went to college with. <laughs> I finally um, looked up the damn story. I'm like, what? Okay, what the fuck is What? Yes. Well, Darius Rucker was only good in Hootie and the Blowfish. When he went and did his own solo shit, he just became fucking hot garbage to me. I think, yeah, I think the, the, the country music is actually what he always wanted to do. It is. It was. Absolutely. But it, because they signed the contract with the record company as this is the kind of act you are. Exactly. You do that kind of music until the contract runs out. Exactly. Well, the reason that I bring this up and we tangent off to talk about Darius Rucker. <laughs> um, apparently, people are not believing in time, right? And and that's perfectly fine because time is a is a construct of man, right? Doesn't like it's not like a thing, right? Are we going into a deep space nine tangent? We really here? are. We really are. <laughs> But it was some things that I found on NPR in their weird news kind of a situation, and it's pretty good. So let me just read this kind of verbatim, and we can stop when we need to. Time is a concept so central to our daily lives, yet the closer scientists look at it, the more it seems to fall apart. Stopping there, obviously, time is the big thing. We start this show at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we go until 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and then we start the second half at 9.30, and we go to 11, right? Our time dictates when we start and stop this show. Time ticks by differently at sea level than it does on a mountaintop. See, oh, let me finish this section. The universe's expansion slows the passing of time. There are periods of the universe's existence where time gets twisted beyond recognition. How can you say... That time is a construct of man, and then say all these things affect it. That happened well before man was a thing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand. This is NPR. This is why. This is why they need to be defunded. This is like, are they, oh, there's not that much money from taxes that goes in there. Fine, then they'll be able to survive without it. Right. Same thing with PBS. How about all these ads that are on your website? You know how much, yeah. how many uh, uh, cost per views and cost per clicks. Like there's Sweetwater on here on this one. Now that's because it's, you know, it's yeah, watching it's me, yeah. you know, but still. All right. So, uh, and sometimes, and some scientists think that time might not even be real or at least not fundamental. I'm sorry. I'm not handing over my fucking watch collection. Right. <laughs> it's like, I like my wristwatch collection a little too much to subscribe to that approach of that viewpoint. Jeff, this person, he's the NPR science correspondent, joined shortwave scientist in, in, in residence, uh, Regina Barber, to bend our brains with his learnings about the true nature of time. Along the way, we, re we visit the atomic clocks at the National Institute of Standards and Technology, here, um, considered distance, uh, distant exploding stars, and parse the remains of subatomic collisions. Hell, time is how GPS works. Time is... Alright, so... Time itself, the way we measure it, is a construct made by man. I think you should wipe off your 
Either I don't know what your... the fuck is going on with this thing. This is a different interface that I've ever seen before on Teams, and like now my camera decided to just go fucking nuts. Bring up Logitech Capture. Uh, let me see. It should have been installed. I know. I'm just going to figure out where the fuck it is. I've got a zillion icons on here. And you should be. Oh, I can't fuck. I can't fuck with it while I'm actually using it. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know where in team. So either we stop the show and I go futz around with my camera for a little while or yeah, we just deal with it. Hang on. There may be a way you can do it in teams settings, audio device settings, video, no video settings. Nope. All you can do is just brightness and soft focus. Yeah, I can't futz around with any of the, the, the settings. Nope. All right. So, yeah, we'll just deal with it. Anyway, um, so what was I saying? Oh, so time is a construct of man. The way we measure it is the construct that is made by man. We base that construct off of 24 hours because of the way, how fast our planet spins on its own axis. Then we have a year. And that's based on how long it takes the year to spin around the axis of the sun. Yeah. How long the orbit takes. Right. And that's the way it's all constructed. And that, fine, that makes sense, right? We're, yeah. We're, we're good It's a with reference. That. It's a unit of reference. Right. Oh, I opened up the Logitech capture and I fucked up my own shit. <laughs> fucked up my camera. It took over all my settings. Anyway. So that's that's the construct. The construct is based on our what how we can define our time so that we can measure and and organize our lives. And we've been doing that for, for 20 millennia. 20 30,000 years. Fucking, you know, sundials and shit. Yeah. Okay? And it makes it makes total sense for us in the way that we do it. Time, like as a as a as a term, is about interval. Like when I turn on a light, if I flash a, a laser from right here to the little reflector box on the moon, it's going to take a certain amount of time to get from here to there. And from there back to here. So remember, it's a quarter million miles from here yeah. to the moon. So it's about two and a half seconds round trip. So click, bounce, click is what you're going to see. Because it takes a period of time. And this is why they go crazy. They go crazy and say, well, time is is fake. Well, no. Time is interval. The organization or the the uh um, what's the word that i used before um the units of time and how we measure it that's our own shit yeah i can hear ruger sounds like somebody sounds like somebody at npr is trying to justify their salary exactly (laughs) they've got a word count to fill for the week they're like all right um i'm just gonna type all this because things they're like yeet <laughs> just throw all these i wish i had that kind of job security where i could just fucking bullshit whatever the hell i wanted to right and I was like just throw that out there i was like okay yeah i'm just gonna whatever here's how i want to fly an airbus 320 this week no it's not how it's not how it works it's <laughs> not how it works in my world oh no, no 
All right. So, and, and, and here's another one. And I, oh, and it's made, is it made by the same person? Hold on. Cause I did some research on this. Just, yes, it's made by the same person, Jeff Brummel, Brumfield, Brumfield. Researchers say time is an illusion. So why are we all obsessed with it? Cause we fucking use it on a daily basis this person sounds like they have too much time on their hands right (laughs) wow dude um instead of writing this bs um go touch grass (laughs) Um, or touch less grass maybe that's the problem (laughs) stop lacing your grass with whatever it's being laced with Uh, yeah america's official time is kept at the government laboratory in boulder colorado and according to that clock at the entrance, I was seven minutes behind schedule. He rushes across the campus of NIST, which is in the National Institute of Standards and Technology. There is another NIST, which is here. But, yeah, I guess the the, the atomic clock, the official yeah, atomic is clock Colorado, is in Colorado. And that's the one Boulder. that my, I got a couple of watches that radio link to it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. My that's brother-in-law one. has one, too. It's awesome. Sorry, I'm running late, I tell him. It's okay, we only measure in nanoseconds, the guy jokes. Nerd. Anyway, I've never been it's never been easier to know what time it is. NIST broadcasts the time to points across the country. It's fed through computer networks and cell phone towers to our personal gadgets with which tick in perfect synchrony. Humanity's ever improving agreement, agreement on the time smooths communication and transportation and lubricates our economy, et cetera, et cetera. But times, uh, but time has another side to it and one that the clocks don't show. And this is where it gets in, interesting. A lot of us grew up being fed this idea uh, that time was absolute. The theoretical physicist at the University of New Hampshire, Chandra or Chanda, Chanda. Prescott Weinstein. But Prescott Weinstein says that the time we're experiencing is a social construct. Real time is actually something quite different. In some of the odder corners of the universe, space and time can stretch and slow and sometimes even break down completely. Uh, let me finish this section. It goes into a, a near a new section. It says, for many people, the un- this unruly version of time is radical, she says. But as technology to better count the time grows ever more sophisticated, our everyday understanding of time itself may need to start changing. It is really fucking simple to me to say what they mean by time distorting and all that other shit the entire universe is not based on how fast the earth spins and how fast it goes around its star so when you say time gets you know twisted and all that other shit is that true based on our clock and we are so motherfucking small Imagine this. Imagine you, me, a six foot tall, 300 pound man, get sick from one particle of a virus that is so small, you have to look at it through an electron microscope. It is not visible in an optical microscope, even. Correct. Okay. That's us. 
Like in the in the spectrum of the galaxy, even, even just in the galaxy. Never mind the rest of it. Right. Not even the universe. Not even remotely no, close. Just to the, the Milky Way galaxy. It y'all don't understand. Like there's there's a grasp that I still haven't really found a way in my life. Even when I was talking to like some of my my teachers back in the day, like my astronomy teacher, and he and I had a, a long conversation about it, <laughs> trying to say. Trying to understand how best to explain the size of the universe, right? So there's the old trick that you do with with school students, where you know you place a, a little dot, and that's the sun, and you put it here in your classroom, and then you walk to where Mars would be in in uh, in scale, right? Yep. And it's across across the way in the middle of the football field or whatever. Yep. Be like, all right, that's where this is. Mar uh, Venus is way over there, and Earth Earth is a county over. Okay, <laughs> based on this, so, and then they make the the sun really fucking small to where the the pin prick on the top of a pen is right here and there's literally just taking a dot with a ballpoint pen that's the sun right and then all of a sudden that that scale can fit within your building yeah that dot from a ballpoint pen makes yeah makes the scale enough that it can keep the solar system inside the school building in the building inside the inside your average high school okay (laughs) When when you're, you know, 13, 14, 15, something like that years old and you're in this class, that sails right over the head. Yeah. Like, in the way, the way that I, he and I actually did it is we took one of the um, uh, models of planes that I have. And I, there was a picture of me standing in front of a mad dog. I don't even know where the hell the picture. I think it's in the photo albums over here. Um, picture of me standing in front of a mad dog, which by the way is an MD 80 for people. If you want to look up what the plane looks like, yeah, I was like, standing in front of a mad dog. What the fuck is he talking about? As a matter of fact, it wasn't even a mad dog. It was a DC nine thirty, a diesel with a, uh, with critter on the, on the tail. Um, and then I show them my one, 200 scale of the same plane not the same tail number unfortunately but the same plane one two hundred and there i am look at me look how big i am standing underneath that aircraft okay yeah that's the size difference if you put everything in the so just the solar system not even worried about the galaxy solar system down into scale right we on the earth are this half of a dot like not even half of a dot. Like here's a an a, a a a few atoms <laughs> from the the from the uh, the ink, and that's us. And Pluto, which unfortunately now is not a planet, go fuck yourself, is in the principal's office on the other side of the school. Okay, that's scale, and it made sense to some of them. And it was awesome, but it still wasn't easy enough for people to really understand 
how big even just our, 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 our solar system is. One of the cool things that I've seen, and this is probably what I would, I would use these days, is those 3D models where you can literally, like, like it's a, a Google Maps type of thing, but for the solar system, where you can literally click and drag or, you know, uh, pinch and, and zoom and stuff like that and look around in 3D to really understand, like, the space that you're in. So, like, take a, a, a VR, for example. When you're playing a flight simulator, and even in the 3D cockpit or whatever, okay, this control is that far away, or I can zoom in, little scroll wheel, and zoom in and, and click on this button and stuff like that. But you still don't get an idea of how everything's configured until you go to the air show and you sit into the cockpit of that same plane yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, no. I just got the 737 800 900 series in the the PMDG one the the really re, the study level ones and I love I've sat in the, the the cockpit of a bunch of 737s in my lifetime so when you put on the VR headset and you activate it <clears throat> and now you're sitting in the seat right in the in the, the pilot seat and you look up and you look around and you're like this perspective is fucking perfect like you look down and and if you use the little controllers they actually made it so that you don't have to have any flight controls if you're doing it in vr you can literally reach down and grab the yoke and hold the trigger and never let go and you're just holding onto the yoke and you can fly like that same thing with the the thrusters right i'm still trying to figure out how to grab both of them at the same time (laughs) <laughs> but that's kind of an oversight yes <laughs> kind of necessary yeah, don't even think about trying to fly something with four engines it's like oh i'm gonna go ahead and land let me uh back off a little bit oh on only on oh, engine hello, one y'all, <laughs> y'all motherfucker y'all <laughs> um but yeah i can fly without any controls and literally you know grab the the the, the thrusters you know pull them down let go arm the the speed brake you know bring down some flaps you know turn this ding you know whatever i need to do with just these two controllers my hands and the hood and it is in perfect perspective and i really want to see the next time you're up you sitting in the a319 that is on there with the vr headset and go yep (laughs) i put my hand exactly right here to click you most of that's captain shit <laughs> well like, you can sit in the, the other fun seat. part is yeah they don't let the only thing that the way my airline does it anyways the only thing that we really touch as far as switches go is usually just the light switches if we're the one flying and we're in flight you don't even do oh well you guys don't have a recall well but. and that's a recent change too it used to be the captain just did all of the light switches all the time now it's whoever the pilot flying is does the switches so when we're on the ground captain's pilot flying because he's the one taxiing when say i'm flying it's my leg and i'm flying the thing okay now okay start the takeoff roll my aircraft rolling down everything okay and we're climbing through ten thousand feet okay starts flipping lights off and this and that okay right. and you go ding ding for the flight attendants that yeah it used to be all captain shit now it's whoever the pilot flying is and there are a few captains who still haven't gotten it yet 
<laughs> so I had that. I had that just not uh, yesterday. Yeah, coming down from Oklahoma City yesterday. I was just like, okay, I'm like, I'm reaching up to flip switches, and he's already done it. I'm like, <laughs> you're just like, bro. Uh, you, 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 you know, I'm supposed to do that, right? <laughs> That's the guy there. I'm like, I'm trying to because it's a recent thing, and I haven't done all that many flights since the changeover. It's been it was a month ago when they changed all this. Right after I finished learning it the old way. Yes. Dickheads, <laughs> <laughs> fucking cocksucker. Yeah, and it's literally just like, all right, guys. Um, here, here's a sixty-something page digital brochure on your iPad. It's like, okay, just just scroll through that and read it. And here's all the changes that we've now done. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> and I a lot of this, I'm just like, you. why? <laughs> right now, pilot, uh, pilot flying is the pilot flying doing radio, or is it always the second? It's always a pilot monitoring unless they're busy doing something else. Like, for example, okay, he's going to go make a PA or talk to the flight attendants or talk on the second radio to ops or whoever because the ACARS data link system text message stuff is out. And he's like, okay, he's going to call in range or something like that. And then he's like, okay, I've got radio two or I'm in the back or whatever. And then whoever's flying will handle the main radio. So if ATC calls and it's like, hey, uh, descend and maintain such and such, okay, then I'll, you know. Yeah, you'll then be I'll on do it. it. Yeah, got you. Okay. Yeah, it's always fun when you're flying for a virtual airline. That's, I think that's been pretty much that way in every airline I've flown. So, yeah, it's all four of them now. And when you're when you're flying for a virtual airline, <laughs> or when you're flying the sim in, in general, you are motherfucking alone. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. It was like when every would would fiddle with that setup, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm used to being okay. If I'm at the controls, it's a voice activate, and I'm hand flying. It's a voice activated cockpit. Right. Or I say call for something, and the meat computer sitting next to me <laughs> is reaching for whatever that is and doing it. The meat computer. The meat computer. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that. I like yeah, that. And, and and I'm used to that. I'm like, okay, so I'm like, okay, you're gonna have to go grab the mouse and go click the thing or do you know whatever, however you got your keyboard mapped out for whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, I'm hand flying this thing. Uh, I've got my hand on the yoke and the thrust levers and my feet on the pedals. The rest of it, I'm not doing. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this and that and the other thing. And I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, okay. And on top of that, it's a completely unfamiliar cockpit because it's an airplane I don't fly. So I'm like, right, where the hell is that switch? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, not fun. Where the fuck is that? And then the resolution, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I'm trying to read the damn airspeed. I'm like, okay, okay, zoom into that. And I'm like, okay, the whole thing, I'm like, okay, just like stuff where I'd naturally be looking around and everything else. And I'm like, it's just the kind of thing where, okay, without a good track IR setup, it becomes really difficult to go from the real world way of flying to flying what you see on a screen so i'm like oh yeah it's like when i started doing dcs i'm like okay that's why track ir was an absolute must thank you for <laughs> thank you for letting me have that thing by the way it's yes like, sir that makes flying a fighter plane a completely different experience because you gotta look though? around a lot it's like okay fighter plane that i'm dogfighting with guy who's trying to kill me oh he's there now i can see his ass <laughs> wait until and, and I'm, I'm dead serious get like a quest two or whatever do it in vr and it is game changing I've heard good things and bad things. I've heard the resolution is lower because I've got this awesome 4K setup that I'm doing now with 144 frames a second and everything. And I've heard that going from that to uh, a VR setup is going to be it's, it's different because you're not going to get the kind of resolution. And I'm like, okay, I'm used to looking at a 43-inch 4K monitor three feet in front of my face. And I'm like, okay, if I can't see it on this thing... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And that whole thing is like, oh yeah, with track IR, I just move my head closer and it zooms in. And I'm like, aha. Oh, from but, a yeah. spatial awareness kind of standpoint, it's great. But I am willing to trade off the little bit of of fidelity for the experience. And just for now, you know, obviously the, the hardware is going to get better over time. But for now, um, it's it's the experience is so game changing. And or you remember, you know, for folks that do linger longer, and I would play it, but oh, there's linger longer. Um, for those who linger longer and know that I don't follow fads, I laugh at fads. All the newest, latest, and greatest, and oh my god, it is the sexiest thing that has ever existed ever. Usually, I giggle at because stop it you know this is one of those ones that i i approach as i approach most things and say you know what all right i'm gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and do this i'm gonna go check it out so i check it out and you know especially with the plane stuff i've been in those aircraft i know what it's supposed to look and feel like and it did and i'm just like you know the little trade-offs like that i'll trade them off all day because I feel like I'm sitting there and I need to <clears throat> lean over. Let's say I'm uh, turning the packs back on in a seven, three, the packs are technically on the FO side of the, 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 the aircraft. So I lean over and I reach up and I click and I literally have to lean over the exact same amount that I would have to in the real aircraft. And when you see stuff like that, I'm just like, I will never fly this the different way never ever so guess where my vr headset is at well right now technically it's on the anchor the charger because <laughs> i killed it <laughs> it died <laughs> it was like ooh, night night ron <laughs> so yes drew i definitely recommend vr even for DCS. I'm going to try it on When DCS. I've got more disposable income, I'll look into it. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully. I'm, I'm slightly tapped. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, I had all this disposable income. What did I do with it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, new car, new camera, GoPro, new console, new TV, new couch. I'm like, invested in friends business I'm like, oh yeah that's where it all went yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's amazing how it's like it's it's it is like yeah it's easy come easy go right it's like 13 years of 80 hours a week to earn this shit and it's gone <laughs> it's, it's not gone i mean it's like it, 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 I, I i bought a lot of really nice stuff yes yes, <laughs> I yes. Bought, yeah i bought a lot of really nice stuff that i've been wanting for a long time Oh boy! But yeah, I was like, I will look into it when I'm a little more flush. <laughs> it's like I, the big I, pay raise happened. Well, I say big. It's like yeah, it's like a 45, 50 percent pay raise happens this fall when second year pay kicks in. So oh, it's like, nice. yay! Yay! It's like I'm comfy. Pay. Yes, I'm comfy again. <laughs> yeah, just in time for me to move into a more expensive apartment. Good news is okay. I'm like, all right. I'm gonna stick around and either move into another one in this building or wait until this lease runs out in June of next year. At that point, and then move into <laughs> better yet, save up a whole bunch of shit. So it's like, all right, uh, I can buy like three months of rent down. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, don't gotta worry about shit. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It is time for us to leave you. Unless you're a shitlord. 
if you've graduated, graduated, graduated to the shit lord. Easy for you to say, Ron. It is. <laughs> if words, things, words. If you have graduated to being a shit lord, then we will talk to you shortly. You go to theporchfactor.com, log in, and go to the clubhouse, and you'll be able to watch the second part of the show. Now, if you are but a lav attendant, which means you are just straight chilling like a villain, and legitimately a villain, because you're just stealing. Fuck you. Um, or you are a stoop kid, you're hanging out, you're interacting with us, but you haven't quite gone and supported the show. Once you support the show, you graduate to a shitlord and when you graduate to a shitlord you are able to go and listen to the second half of said show again by logging in so go to theporchfactor.com slash be a shitlord and support the show and you'll be able to log in and join us for the second half we promise because that's the way we built it just saying <laughs> Oh, Drew, it has been real. It's been fun. Mm -hmm. And I will talk to you uh, quite shortly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we love you. Bye-bye. Catch you next week. Peace. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Yes. Go Chiefs.